back to another episode here on Viewpoints. Uh, I'm your host, Jordan Voiles, and I'm here with our youth pastor, Sean Williams. How are you doing, Sean? Hey, I'm good, Jordan. Thanks for having me here. It's good to be here. Of course. Of course. We're still in our sermon series, Blockbusters. Today, we're talking about Encanto. So this week, we took a closer look at this movie. What are some of the themes that stuck out to you, Sean? Well, it may be a kid's movie, but I actually really like this movie. Yeah, um, me too. In uh, Encanto, uh, I remember seeing it on Disney Plus and watching it, and actually like thoroughly enjoying it to yeah. my surprise. Because um, I'm not really a musical person a lot of the times, but mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. Uh, That's awesome. But there are a lot of themes in this movie. I think there's a lot you can unpack, and I think that may be why it's had so much success. Yeah, it has a, a broad appeal. But um, one of the major ones was uh, generational trauma. Um, mm-hmm. Some of what the grandmother went through and how that affected all of the generations after her. Right. Um, that's definitely one of the biggest ones in the movie. But you also see kind of what we talked about uh, with the message on Sunday was that people are gifted differently. Sure. Um, but that we have to rely on each other. And in the family of Christ, we need one another. That there's something that each of us brings to the table that someone is counting on. Mm-hmm. And there's areas in our life that we need other people to pour into. There's things that we aren't good at that other people are, and it's not a disadvantage to count on other people. Like when we're in Christ, it's actually an advantage to have that kind of family. But really, one of the themes that I think kind of went a little bit under the radar with the movie, but that really stuck out to me was with identity. There's a a song that happens within the movie. It's sung by one of the siblings, and it's uh, Louisa, the one who's super strong. She's Mm -hmm. got like the super strength in the movie. But she sings this song about the pressure that she feels um, and uh, to be the one who's strong, to right. be the one who's tough, to be the one who carries the family burden. And that's a lot of what she talks about. And it coincides with this arc in the movie as she's starting to kind of lose some of that strength and she's completely shaken by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think this really resonated with a lot of people. I remember seeing uh, this song on like Facebook and Instagram and seeing like some of the comments where mm-hmm. people are like, oh, man, I'm like the oldest sibling in my family, and I feel this so much. Like, oh, like this really hit yeah. home for me about the pressure that I carry. But I think it all ties back down to identity because uh, the opening lines of that are, I'm the strong one, mm-hmm. I'm not nervous, but she very much is. And, and I think that... Can you go ahead and sing that for us? No. Uh, <laughs> that seems like that would be more in your jurisdiction there, Jordan. Oh, man. So I know that we've talked a lot about like spiritual giftings. I know you touched a little bit about that, and I think we can go on like a whole another podcast on that. We definitely could. But uh, for today, where have you seen some of the real-world connections uh, through this illustration of finding your identity and spiritual gifts? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I deal with uh, students a lot, mm-hmm. with middle schoolers and high schoolers, and and even before being here at Crestview with college students. Um, but something that I see really frequently is people having to overcome an identity that they have found in a sport wow. or maybe a musical yes, aptitude, something that. like that. Like, that like this place, is who I am. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I am a varsity athlete. Yeah. I am a football player. I am a, a singer. I'm a musician. I'm in the band. Uh, I think there's a lot of different ways that it can look. Yeah. Um, even for me personally, a little bit going from high school into college, yeah. like I went from a straight A student to not a straight A student. And that was definitely even something to overcome. But wow. I think so much of the identity gets found because we place a lot of value in mm-hmm. what we can see like as accomplishments. And, and so we start to project those accomplishments over like our entire image where that's sure. all we want people to see. And I think there's a lot of insecurity in that. Um, I think it's really deep-rooted. I don't think people are doing it consciously. Sure, sure. But I do think it is to kind of mask 
uh, some of the areas that maybe we aren't as strong in. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I see it a lot in, you know, young people that way, but I think it's even more prevalent with adults. It's just that we've gotten better at hiding it. Yeah. We've gotten better at wearing the mask, but Absolutely. I think the identity gets wrapped up in marital status, um, as maybe a parent or a grandparent, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's a career or even a salary level. Um, but I, I think that identity can get really warped um, and it turns into the first thing that you want to talk about. And it's natural as we want to talk about what we're good at. We want to talk about what we're proud of ourselves for. Um, and so I see this a lot that there's this pressure that people feel um, from multiple generations, mm-hmm. from the media, from friend groups, that we've always have to put our best foot forward, we have to always wear our best looking mask in front of people. And I think that that often takes the uh, image of what we're good at, what our strengths are. Um, But it's so interesting how that gets juxtaposed in the Bible and how the Bible fully contradicts that, where you see someone like Paul, the apostle, um, who says that he wants to boast in his weaknesses Mm -hmm. um, because his weaknesses show where Christ is strong. Um, that he can list all of these accomplishments about himself, but he says that they're worthless, that they're garbage compared to the worth of knowing Christ. And I think there's really a reset button that the Christian needs to strongly consider and, and really hit when it comes to where their identity is really found. I think you shed some light on some pretty serious stuff there. I mean, even with, with me, and, and I know you know my story, and if anyone knows me, they know my story about how a lot of my identity was in you know the, the game of hockey. Yeah. And, you know, God kind of turned my world upside down. But you just said something that was pretty profound. And it doesn't really even have to be something big like that. Like you just talked about being like a straight A student. Yeah. And like how that was an, a, a huge effect on you and your identity wasn't that. And so how many more situations are out there like that where people are finding their identity in just some crazy, crazy stuff that's not even like it has doesn't have to be a sport. Yeah. It can be as simple as all over the place. Yeah. How many likes you get on your Instagram posts. I've known so many people um, who have deleted a post and then Mm -hmm. reposted it later because it didn't get the traction that they wanted right away. Sure. And it's it's crazy. There's Mm -hmm. so many apps, Photoshop, Facetune, like even appearance we wanna we wanna fluff up. But man, this this identity is definitely something that the world is hurting for, that they're they're reaching for. And I think that you can see this deep desire Mm -hmm. for a savior by how many different ways people try and put a mask on. Wow. So as a pastor, you know, obviously you've talked about youth ministry. What does it look like to kind of correct that ship on where we find our identity and worth? Well, I think there's a lot of good examples to look for, and there's a lot of scriptures that you could pull from when it talks about identity. I, I thought about um, there's a passage in Ephesians that, that discusses um, – you know, it's it's this letter, and he's saying, you once were darkness, but now you are children of God. You're children of the light. And so there's this call to live that kind of lifestyle. But where I really want to go is uh, in First John chapter 4, it's this entire passage, and this is where we get the statement, like, God is love. Mm-hmm. But another statement that's in there is that whoever loves knows God, and God is in them. Right. And I think that that's really one of the most important ways to reset the identity. Jesus told his disciples uh, during the Last Supper that the world will know you're my disciples right. based on how you love one another, not on how good you are at things, not on 
the languages you can speak, mm-hmm. not on the miracles that you can perform, not on how much money that you make or how influential of a speaker you are, but right. based on how you love each other. Wow. And I think for the Christian, that has got to be the most pivotal reset button that we go back to, that whenever we wake up in the morning, before we're anything else, we've got to be someone who shows the love of God, and particularly towards uh, our church family. Uh, because our ultimate mission is what Jesus left his disciples with, is to make disciples, to share the gospel, to grow God's kingdom. And to do that is not going to be because of what we're good at. Sure. Absolutely. No. Wow. Sean, thank you so much. Any final thoughts on this subject that you would like to leave the listener with today? Yeah, I would would want to encourage people that finding your identity in Christ does not mean that you need to start being bad at things. <laughs> uh, as funny as that sounds, I, I think we can we can overcorrect a little bit For and, sure. and forget the fact that God is our perfect heavenly father mm-hmm. who gives gifts to his children whom he adores, and yeah. he loves us so much, and he wants us to have good things, and he wants us to have skills and aptitudes, but he also wants us to use those things for the kingdom, and he doesn't want us to identify with something that we've received, but rather with who we're made in the image of, which is right. Jesus. Just Jesus. Awesome. Well, Pastor Sean, thank you so much for just dissecting this this subject. And again, like I said, we could probably talk about hours on this subject as, as far as spiritual gifts go. Um, but again, uh, thank you for a great sermon Sunday morning. And to the listener, we hope to see you next time. God bless. God bless.